There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. Charles Wesley wrote one of my favorite hymns, Amazing Love, How Can It Be That My God Shouldst Die For Me? There's another more contemporary song that echoes the same theme. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you. In all I do, I honor you. I love those songs. Amazing love. The love of God. It is amazing, isn't it? I mean, the Bible tells me that I was born an enemy of God. I was born dead in not only my own selfish nature, but an heir of my parents' sins and my grandparents' iniquities. But amazing love was commended, demonstrated on my behalf, on your behalf. Not after we got our act together, not after we crawled out of the gutter, but amazing love was displayed while we were yet sinners. Jesus once asked rhetorically, If ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the scuzzballs and the slime bags do the same? Okay, so you might recognize that I'm paraphrasing. Jesus really said that the publicans, those self-interested tax collectors, love those who love them. Big deal. Who doesn't appreciate respect, kindness, service? And praise lauded. Now there's plenty of stories out there that remind us that slime bags and riffraff do often betray and turn on each other. But the general rule of the world states, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Grease my palm and I'll grease yours. At the same time, insult me and I'll do you one better. Knock me down and I'll knock you out. Steal my blanket, and I'll see you get what's coming to you. Whoops, I'm letting the cat out of the bag here on that blanket bit. You see, I have titled this episode, The Missing Blanket and Amazing Love. Have you ever had something stolen? I've had things stolen. My cowboy boots were stolen. I had a large roll of chalk art paper that was stolen. I even had someone steal a car I owned once. I should probably explain that my roll of chalk paper and my cowboy boots were in the car when it was stolen. But still, all those things were taken without my permission. 
kind of makes you feel vulnerable, doesn't it? When someone breaks into your car or picks your pocket or uses your credit card number online. You know, the scripture promises that a kingdom is coming wherein thieves are not allowed. But until then, we suffer from them. And sometimes we are them. So what did you lose? Jewelry? Cash? Maybe a valuable heirloom? What did you do? Did you cry? Hate? Maybe you went out and bought a new alarm system. I'll tell you what I did. I marched down to the police station and reported a stolen car. Now, this happened back in 1991, and this car was a 1980 Japanese-made Sapporo. Yeah, a Sapporo. I never heard of it before I bought one, but the transmission slipped, the rear oil seal leaked, and I had left it parked in a carpool parking lot in Massachusetts because I had blown the head gasket. So really, I was actually more interested in retrieving my cowboy boots in the trunk of the car, but I couldn't tell that to the authorities. Now, I'm sure these valiant policemen had more important things to do with their time, so nothing ever materialized in terms of apprehending the thieves who stole my junk car. When their paltry attempts uncovered nothing, you know what I did? I prayed for the thief. Really, I did. Now, you may think I was thanking the Lord for sending people to rid me of my mechanical burden, but I knew I had some how-to-get-saved gospel tracks in my car. So honestly, I fervently prayed that whoever had stolen my car might come to the Lord by reading those tracks. Maybe they could repent and be saved from not only that sin against me, but all their sins. I envisioned a day in eternity when I could laugh together with the thief how an evil act had not just delivered me from the headache and responsibility of that Sabaro, but had led the perpetrator to come to know Jesus. Losing the cowboy boots was not so easy to handle emotionally, but I did genuinely pray for that thief more than once. Again, the name of this episode is The Missing Blanket and Amazing Love. And it takes place in Zambia, Africa. Now, I've never had a blanket stolen. At least not that I remember. Of course, I'm not from Zambia, Africa either. For in Zambia, blankets command a higher value than they do in America. I have met people in Africa who do not even have a blanket. Even more, who do not sleep on a real bed. In Zambia, one needs a blanket from June to August for sure. It's the chilly time of year being south of the equator. And though it never snows in Zambia, it will frost. The typical Zambian huts are not built with insulation. Thus, the outdoor temperature is pretty much identical to the indoor temperature. Of course, blankets are not as easy to steal as might be a bicycle or a chicken. Bicycles can be transported miles away and chickens disappear in the soup pot. Akim Chali had his blanket stolen one night. Who, you ask, is Akim Chali? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Akim Chali was one of the first Gospel Inc. sponsored preachers that I ever heard about. 
My wife and I were in Southern Florida nearly two decades ago, praying and exploring whether or not Gospel Inc. was God's direction for us. Willie Hunter showed me photos of Zambia and recounted for me different stories of a national preacher, a man he knew personally named Akim Chali. Akim Chali is a modern-day evangelist hero. Akim Chali embodies so much of what Gospel Inc. is trying to promote when we publish to Christians in America that godly, trained, church-planning men are reaching unreached villages and planting churches among their own people. When Gospel Inc. met Akim Chali, he had already raised eight children and had planted more than 12 churches. He raised that family never knowing electricity in northeast Zambia. He had planted those churches without ever owning an automobile. When Akim Chali began receiving Gospel Inc. sponsorship from God's people in America, his ministry opportunities increased exponentially. Part of the money that a preacher receives through Gospel Inc. is designated for outreach and evangelistic efforts. Preachers in Zambia buy bus tickets, Bibles, tracts, and food while they are away with this outreach designated money. Usually, blanket money is not considered part of outreach, but there are always exceptions, I suppose. So here's the story. Akim Chali organized an outreach trip to a village quite a distance from his home village. Preachers in Zambia do not enjoy Google Maps in the same manner as we do, but they know where people live. They know where rivers flow. They know people who know people who know more people and more villages ever extending throughout the African bush. When I say that Akim Chali organized an outreach, I mean he took several of the men from his church, people he's training, some of the Timothys that he's discipled, and who share in his fellowship of the gospel, like Paul did with Epaphras or Tychicus. These men carry a small luggage, and each luggage will contain a change of clothes, some soap, a Bible, some Bible literature, and the all-important night gear, meaning a blanket. The village in this particular story lay what we would call a long stretch from Pastor Charlie's home village. Zambia is bigger than Texas, so though it's considered a small country, it is a big hunk of land. And Akim Chali's troop took minivans when possible, but much of their two-day journey was on foot. They arrived at their destination after dark, but this did not affect their lodging reservations. You see, those reservations were bare patches of Zambian ground. Now you have to remember that there's no electricity out in this part of the world. So there's no street lights, no stores open late, no all-night Taco Bell open, pretty much no eventful nightlife. When the sun goes down, people go to bed. So although most of the village had turned in for the night, it wasn't too difficult for the men to rent some straw mats for a few kwacha that night. Another asset of no electricity is that the night sky declares the glory of God in a brilliant seldom seen in North America. After prayer together with gratefulness for the completed journey, 
mixed with supplication for God's hand to use them in the following days, the men lay down on their straw mats beneath the stars. As Akim Chali curled up under his blanket, his bones made no bones about the primitive conditions. They were glad to be prone and resting after the long travel. To continue my pun, this dear man of God must have been bone-tired, for when he awoke to the early hint of light, he was absent his blanket. Not that it had fallen aside or that he had somehow kicked it away in his sleep. No, it was gone, vanished. He felt chilled and initially wondered if one of his friends had somehow needed it in the night. But as he looked around, no, they had not borrowed it. Gone. To put it bluntly, stolen. He had not even been in this village 12 hours. And what a reception. Oh, well, Akim thought, it simply verifies that the people of this area need to know Jesus. They need to know that God of the heavens considers property to be sacred and commands, thou shalt not steal. In Zambia, respect and tribal honor requires visitors to introduce themselves to the local chief and to explain their intentions. The message of Christianity has made tremendous strides and advancements in the last century in the heart of Africa. So by and large, national preachers like Akimchali are well accepted in remote areas. And though thousands of villages still have no church, the people living off the land and making their own charcoal in these areas are curious and interested in hearing spiritual teachings. Upon finding the chief, pleasantries and names were exchanged, and Pastor Chali explained that he was a gospel preacher, and he wanted to come to this area for a week to share the story of Jesus Christ, what he had accomplished. Akim Chali received the expected green light to share in that area, and before the conversation was finished, he mentioned to the chief that his blanket had gone missing during the night. The chief shamefully shook his head and said he was sorry. Of course, the village had no missing blanket theft insurance, but condolences were sincere. Hut by hut, little clusters of grass homes, under the shade of mango trees at noon and around outdoor fires in the evening, Akim Chali and his men met family after family, introduced themselves, and introduced Jesus and what he had done for mankind. Sometimes the men were fed, and sometimes people repented. The week flew by as harvest days do, and on the final day of their stay, Akimchali returned to the chief to give him the final report of their visit and the courtesies expected. In Zambia, this would be akin to filling out a customer survey of somebody's stay. To Pastor Chali's amazement, a tremendous crowd surrounded the chief's house. A crowd this large only gathered for funerals and weddings. Strangely, he had not caught wind of such an expected event. The onlookers were so many that Akim had to push his way through the people. Once jostled by the well-known visiting preacher, the people opened up to let him pass through. As he broke from the humanity into the open, what a surprise met his eyes. 
a lone individual was tied to a tree in the yard of the chief, and the chief gleamed with pleasure at the pastor's arrival. The chief greeted Akim heartily. Pastor, pastor, I am hoping you would come. Look what I have procured. Pastor Chali could see the prisoner, but the chief held another trophy in his hands. Just a few hours ago, this man came to my house. He said he had a nice blanket to sell me. To compliment the man's intelligence, he at least went to the more affluent side of the village to parley his stolen goods. I remembered you, pastor, said the chief as he held up the blanket. Is this your blanket? It is, Pastor Charlie rejoined. Then it is now returned to you, our worthy visitor. And the thief, your enemy, is also held here for your privilege to beat and punish. This explained the crowd. Now again, you have to grasp rural Zambia. Remember, there's no electricity out there, so there are no video games, no violent movies to watch, right? I mean, here in the USA, we can watch someone getting beat up on TV every day. Not so in Zambia. The entertainment-starved people have come in excited expectation to witness a flogging. Akim Chali looked around. Many of these people had heard him teach about Jesus yesterday, or the day before, or the day before that. He saw the fear in the eyes of the criminal tied to the tree. It is not uncommon for a captured thief in Zambia to suffer severely at the hands of his victims. Akimchali declared loud enough for most to hear, I will not beat this man. A hush moved through the spectators, followed by low murmurs. What would this visitor do? Maybe there was another form of retribution. Would it be ants? They imagined the thief tied to an angry anthill. Maybe stinging nettles. Boiling water. What would be the thief's fate? They watched the preacher move to the tree where he stopped beside the man full of angst. Many years ago, there was another thief on a tree, proclaimed Akimchali. He was not tied, but he was nailed. And he was nailed there to die for his crime. All of us are sinners. His voice rang out. He needed no illustration. The man's guilt and plight were open and apparent. I can only imagine the thief's horror to think about nails being driven into his body. But there was another man also nailed beside that thief. That man was the Son of God, and his name was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died so that we would not have to pay for our sins, so that we would not have to die and go to hell. Jesus Christ forgave us of our sins. And because I follow Jesus Christ, I am not going to punish this man, but I am going to forgive him. And with that announcement, Akim Chali unloosed the man. The crowd was astonished. And as the ropes were undone, the man on, fell on the ground at Pastor Chali's feet and cried in a mixture of regret, sorrow, thankfulness, and repentance. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. If ye love them which love you, 
What reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? You know, Akim Chali got his blanket back. They even caught the thief. But Akim Chali didn't just preach Christ. He imitated Christ. And that proffered mercy opened up a door of salvation that hundreds of Zambians could grasp and visualize and ultimately proclaim. And my friends, that is amazing love. And that is good news. Akim Chali was sponsored for more than 20 years through Gospel Link. Did you catch that preposition? Gospel Link didn't actually send him money. Gospel Link was the ministry and avenue whereby individuals like you supported him to conduct outreaches and ministries such as you have just heard. He is older now and no longer involved with Gospel Link, but there are many men and women taking the gospel into these unreached areas of their country. I have met them. I am trying to share their stories. I have met Akim Chali, in fact, more than once. If you would like to see a photo of me eating in Shima with him, you can visit our website, acupofgoodnews.org. That's acupofgoodnews.org. I'll even tell you what Inshima is. On the website, there's also a link to a great YouTube video which Willie Hunter has made telling another story about Akim Chali. This story is about a missing wallet. And there are over nine photos of Akim Chali in the video. Please check it out. Seeing the images of rural Zambia will make you appreciate even more what these national preachers do for our Lord. And if you enjoyed this story of the missing blanket, then the YouTube video will be like a sequel of more good news.